Oh, he just like he is just such an old fuddy duddy. I am so disgusted. <laughs> but when I think about a director who has very specific visions, he definitely has a type. It's the Mount Rushmore of movie directors. Welcome to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thank you so much to both our audio podcast and our YouTube viewers for joining us. I am Brody, joined by Tudong Dylan. Hey. And the Mysterio of this Sinister Six, Charlie. <laughs> How's it going? You're so mysterious, Charlie. That's why That's why I gave you Mysterio over, over all the other ones. I am an international man of mystery, it is true. <laughs> Well, if you haven't already, we'd love it if you subscribe. So that way you can come back here every Wednesday to hang out with us and have some fun. Just like this episode is going to be. We've never done this before. So this is a, a, a new format that we're trying out. And we thought, you know what? Well, I don't know. I don't, maybe you guys encounter this topic more. I'm, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. And this seems to come up a lot on who is the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Maybe it's wider known in sports and other things. I just know professional wrestling. <laughs> Presidents even, you know, there's <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Something like that. All right. Well, let's, let's go right over to our screen here. We're going to go over our picks. We're going to talk about kind of our process and what led us to pick the people that we picked. Charlie, how about we start with you? This was an agonizing exercise, and I, <laughs> I look all right. I've I've lived I've lived many lifetimes within my life, and I think that you know that's probably if the older you get, that's a statement that probably uh, if, if if we unpack a little bit more, you'll be able to relate to. Uh, if you asked me this question in my twenties, I would have had a very different answer than I would have had in my thirties, and and then a different answer than I have today. And part of that's just you know age, time, wisdom, whatever it may be. Uh, reflecting on on just you know pe what impact uh, directors have had uh, on me personally, as as well as kind of scoping out and caring a little bit more maybe about what impact they've had on other directors and and the love of cinema. Look, my list is very chalk. It is chalk. Uh, it it is it is one away from the AI, and it's only one away from the AI because I specifically put David Lynch on my list because I wanted to have something that was different than chalk. I just wanted to talk about David Lynch. I don't think he belongs in the Mount Rushmore of directors. Uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore of directors in my hearts, but I'm not mm. going to try to convince you guys that he's one of the best four of all time because there's just not enough depth to his work. If we're comparing masterpiece to masterpiece, maybe David Lynch can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. If we're comparing uh, innovation and storytelling and uh, just sheer weirdness, maybe maybe we can get him on the list. But yeah. but man, he's, he quit making movies in 2006, and it's just like never going to make another one. He said, I'm never making another movie ever again. And he is uh, he is stuck to that, and it uh, it is a heartbreak. Um, but uh, man, uh, if you've never seen uh, some of David Lynch's catalog, it is well worth uh, watching. It's a little confusing, but he has this ability to make you feel a story. He doesn't just tell you a story. He makes you feel a story. And so in the midst of the confusion... Uh, he has this uh, masterful ability to kind of make you feel along the way and resonate uh, uh, long after the movie's over. You're still thinking about it. But enough mm. about the guy that's not going to be on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Let's talk about the <laughs> chalk here. You can see uh, we all got spewed. 
Spielberg. So big shock, yeah, Spielberg. Uh, and and uh, uh, we got two glasses here. We got Scorsese over there. Look, judging. Look at him. Look how angry he is about Marvel. He's so just looking down at this. So he hates this podcast. He's Sheesh. like, you never. How come you don't talk about the Irishman? You never talk about the Irishman. Uh, got Kurosawa over there, uh, and you know we'll we'll talk more about him because he's uh, just maybe the greatest director of all time. Certainly, you know this mm-hmm. is where it gets interesting. Maybe like the the, the difference between like greatness and influence. Uh, sure. Just maybe the most influential. You know, Steven Spielberg himself. If you're a fan of Steven Spielberg, mm. you know. You can, we can thank Kurosawa. Uh, and speaking of influential, uh, Alfred Hitchcock is one of the most influential directors of all time. Uh, and I, when we start talking about uh, narrowing this list down, I will be a little bit more impassioned in my defense of Hitchcock if you guys try to knock him off the floor. But uh, he definitely belongs. Look at that face. Look, at, That's made for stone right there. <laughs> true. Uh, that's true. So that's a, qu- a quick peek behind the curtain. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I do want to add just – you know, uh, for our video people, they can see it, but for our audio listeners, we are adding AI kind of into the mix here. I went into mm-hmm. chat GPT and I said, Hey, chat GPT. Um, I, I need five directors that would be on, on Mount Rushmore. Uh, and who would it be? And this is, this is who they gave us. Luckily. Um, yeah. Every person that the AI said is on one of our lists. <laughs> so we don't actually need to dedicate much time into explaining their list because you will hear about them in in our various lists. So there's that in yeah. case uh, anybody was confused why Charlie was talking about AI. All right. Yeah, I think Kubrick is the right answer. I was taking a test, but I'm going with Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Tudong, how about your list? Well... I mean, hey, I graduated with Steven Spielberg from Cal State Long Beach. I walked with him. Uh, so did he you had really? to be on there. Yeah, actually, I really did. He was he was in the film department. I was in the theater, so he was ahead of us. But, but I mean, he was there. So I, didn't, I wasn't, like, walking with him or anything. But, but, yeah, no, he actually did that. 2002 was really oh. cool. Um, I mean, hey, just, like, his first – one of his first – like, you get – just if you're going to take Jaws, genius – and I love how he has to handle diversity. Um, he consistently puts out movies. Like a lot of the people on my list consistently put out movies because there's directors who don't really, who just want to be celebrities like Quentin Tarantino. He did 10 movies and like Hitchcock did. And I mean, he's not on my list. I'm flabbergasted that Kubrick and Hitchcock are not on my list. I don't know what happened. I really but, I thought mean, Hitchcock was going to be on your list. Yeah, I, was I really did too. It's true. I, I was shocked, but uh, I, I didn't even think about him because I was thinking Kurosawa because he is a absolute genius. And he pump, all of these people on my list have pumped out movies. They want to get their stories out there. Uh, Steven Spielberg has put out movie after movie. Kurosawa, he, I mean, he's famous for his samurai movies, but he has done other movies that, that were, at the time, they were modern, uh, like High and Low, uh, it, absolutely genius working with the genius uh, Tashiro Mifune uh, Martin Scorsese although he just like he is just such an old fuddy-duddy I am so disgusted <laughs> but when I think about a director who has very specific visions he definitely has a type his movies when he is on point Raging Bull Casino Goodfellas unbelievable Cape Fear he has unbelievable style and speaking of style 
Christopher Nolan, the youngest on this list, who is, I mean, most of these are still working except for uh, Akira Kurosawa. Even Clint Eastwood pumps out movies. Now, I put him on the list, not only because I like his kind of easygoing style, but I also was like, you know what? I love the fact that he he kind of, to me, represents the best, one of the better case scenarios of an actor and director. And he's been in more movies that he's directed than movies he hasn't directed. Um, I don't know what that actually says about that. But I mean, like, I, I think that a lot of the stuff he did, I, when he did Unforgiven is a classic, and as well as um, even The Bridges of Madison County. I thought his acting and, wait, yeah, he did direct that. I thought it was fantastic. Um, Christopher Nolan is like, he's turning into like a modern, like genius, like with masterpiece after masterpiece and with his technical, the techniques that he's using is just unbelievable. Like Dunkirk, is, wasn't that, no, no, no. Uh, which was the one he did with, it was like one shot. Was that, uh, that wasn't Dunkirk. No, no, that wasn't him. That was another director completely. But a lot of the stuff that he's uh, doing, a lot, he was, he's um, innovated a lot of the IMAX cameras, that kind of a thing. And Dark Knight alone is absolutely fantastic. I think Dunkirk does have some large one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. But I mean, like, he still, he had, he loves doing longer takes. He loves practical stuff, like in the uh, Dark Knight, when, and when they, they flipped that truck, they flipped that, that truck. They did not, that wasn't like CG. And I really appreciate it. And Dark Knight Rises, when that plane fell onto, like, I don't know, the ground, the meadow or whatever they were doing, like that actually happened. I, I love the fact that he wants to, he loves film and he wants to keep it right there nice and practical when a lot of people are just CGIing it and it looks too horrible. All right. Well, I probably have the, the most different. Yeah, I cross, I mean, I cross over with everybody, but that's really because <laughs> I have Steven Spielberg. Who is, oh, yeah. who is just like the greatest of all times. Who's, you know, like, uh, like the first things that I go to are like Jurassic Park, right? And just, I think I built my list based on uh, influential, like how, like what filmmakers have sort of shaped the film industry into what it is today. Uh, and so you'll see, I'll talk about like, specifically like technology a lot because i think that some of my picks Ooh. have sort of used that and i think spielberg did that with jurassic park you know we had these these full cgi models that nobody had yeah. ever seen before um, and animatronic he used animatronic too yeah yeah he did he mixed them both and, and i think he's just like amazing um i have stanley kubrick because you know, I've talked about like, oh, I took a Stanley Kubrick class in college, um, which like I like Stanley Kubrick. So I took a Stanley Kubrick class where we watched all of his films yeah. and I wrote papers and research stuff and, and and just going through his catalog, you know, stuff like 2001 being the space mm. sci fi nut that I am. It's it's wild to watch a movie like that and be like, oh, my goodness, I can see every other sci-fi movie that's come out since then has had been influenced by Stanley Kubrick's 2001, you know, and that's just, just one of them. You know, we've got the shining, we've got, um, clockwork, you know, like so many, so many just iconic movies. Uh, I have Jim Cameron just because, mm. you know, things, when I think about movies and, and where we've come to, I think about, you know, the 
the guys like James Cameron who are out there like creating tech and yeah, I, I enjoy the Avatar movies. I get that they're not everybody's liking, but like the tech that went into making those are fascinating. And the fact that like the second one took so long because he's like, I need to create new technology like <laughs> is really amazing, you know, and, and I love his movies. I love, you know, the the franchises that have that he's, he's gone through Terminator mm-hmm. and Alien. You know, I just I love, you know, Abyss. It's just there's so much there that I think he he has contributed to. Uh, Don't forget also, about uh, uh, True Lies. True Lies, just like ama- amazing movies. Uh, I do have Peter Jackson. He's not on anybody else's list, but it's it's hard for me as such a big Lord of the Rings fan to not watch those movies and be like, there is something really special. And like he hasn't made a whole lot of movies. I went to check like his filmography and it's like lord of the rings and king kong and like uh dead alive you know like like some, some really small random ones but it's like Brighteners. just have just having the lord of the rings in there and the things that he did and like mm. starting weta and 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 the impact that weta has had on the film industry since since then it's it just like if if anything i'm like granted he's probably not going to make it on the mount rushmore but I want to shout him out. You know, he's a very honorable, honorable mention. Yeah, and then Christopher Nolan, who is my favorite director. He's directed Interstellar. That's my favorite movie of all yep. time. He's directed The Dark Knight stuff. He mm. he loves that practical stuff. I I just I'm fascinated by the way that he makes movies. I'm fascinated by the movies that he makes, in that I'm thinking about them and trying to figure them out. And yes, they're kind of confusing, but like there's so much to them and. And they're yeah. all, they're not these small, like, little art house movies either. Like, he's making summer blockbusters that are at yeah. such high quality. And so I was like, oh, he's he's got to be on there. So there's my five. I'm, you know, they won't all make it on, but I got it. I love them. I agree. Highly right. agree. And then just, just to kind of go through them, the AI's picks, they have uh, AI, I call them they, I don't know, AI, it's, <laughs> it's picks. Um, Alfred Hitchcock, Steven Spielberg, uh, Kira Kazawa, Karis- Kurosawa, Kurosawa uh, Martin Scorsese, and Stanley Kubrick. So, crossed over with all of us, but it means we came up <laughs> with some pretty good picks. Yeah. I'm surprised um, it didn't have uh, Nolan, though. I mean, it's got a pretty, like, it's it's pulling from all over the internet. So like true, anytime true. there's a list, it's going to be pulling stuff. And these five are pretty like, legendary. yeah, <laughs> I mean, true, very true. <laughs> All right. Now we get to do the fun, the fun part where we, now we get to argue now. Yeah. We're going to, we got to fight for these. So we've got our Mount Rushmore here. We're just going to be dropping heads, man. Dropping heads nice. on these heads. Okay. So I think to start out, it's, pretty fair to say that Steven Spielberg is going to make it onto Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's everywhere on every list. We'll put him over Spielberg. I'm even going to try to like <laughs> scale it correctly. This is lovely. All right. Next up, who's next to go on Mount Rushmore? Well, I mean, 
Scorsese is on three out of four lists. But then again, so is Akira Kurosawa. It's true. Why, hey, why not both? Um, I, oh, come on. He's not on uh, my hands one of those tied. Guys. I my mean, Scorsese's. I, I think I he's struggle with very... Scorsese. Is it just because he hates Marvel? Because you shouldn't, you should no. be looking at his director. No, 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 no. Not just because he mm. hates Marvel. I, I don't know. I mean, you you don't know. <laughs> Haven't you seen Goodfellas? Raging I Bull? have seen Goodfellas. Casino? I've seen Casino. Yeah, I never saw The Irishman. Um, but maybe that's a good thing. Like, hey, the parts he of did, it are he really did good. Departed, also, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, that was excellent. The color, yep. the color of money is fantastic. The yes, last I never saw that. Price, Cape Fear. I mean, like just Cape Fear's his, classic. His filmography is really impressive, and I, I do want, I do want to say, and not just to you, Brody, but to, to everyone out there. When you're, if you're trying to do an exercise like this, there's got to be part of you that's able to divorce your preferences, from, like recognition of greatness. No, it's true. And so, like, and that was hard for me. That was hard for me in this exercise because it's like there's mm-hmm. directors mm-hmm. whose films mm-hmm. that I gravitate towards because they're more my style or more things that I enjoy, but that doesn't mean that they're the best. It's just it's just preference. I like I always look at things through a music lens because that's kind of like my my world. And it's like if if you do like a best artist of the '80s or something like that or '90s, whatever it may be, those lists are always ridiculous and hard because you're trying to compare, mm. you know, pop and rap and rock and all these different musical yeah. genres and styles and you're cry- it's it's really hard sometimes to compare you know, a, a movie that James Cameron did with a movie that Martin Scorsese did, because they're just different, mm-hmm. completely different worlds of storytelling. Sure. Um, but man, Scorsese's a director's director. Is I, I'm going to butcher the quote here because I don't have it in front of me, but Brian De Palma was making Scarface uh, and Raging Bull came out and and he's talking about how he, he's, oh, I'll just go check this out, like during the making Scarface. And he just sits down and he's watching just the opening sequence and his like jaw drops and he's just like, even, you know, no matter how good you are, there's always Martin Scorsese to remind you <laughs> that there's still more work to be done. And, he, and, and he's like in the middle of Scarface, making Scarface, and he's like, oh, come on, man. Uh, and Raging Bull, I mean, just like shot for shot, it's just such oh. a, what a, like, look, if, you, if you've it's never seen it, you should fantastic. watch it. The, the art of filmmaking, I think, is something that I used to really be drawn to in my movie watching. And it, it is not something that I'm drawn to as much in my older age. I'm like, all right, I want, I want the popcorn flicks. I want to be entertained. Give me something a little bit lighter. So it's end of a long day. Give me something I can scroll my phone while it's on in the background and still enjoy. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I'm not looking for the the juxtaposition of light and shadow and and the depth of field uh, between two different characters. And oh, look at the look at the framing of the shot. I, I appreciate that stuff, but it doesn't like get me as as uh, excited as it used sure, to. Like sure. in my in my youth, where I'm like, oh my god, did you see that 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 still shot and Raiders with the sunsets coming down? Did you see that framing? Oh my. Oh, what a oh, shot! It's, you know, it's, it's like oh, I gotta, let's, I gotta talk to my friends about that. I gotta pause. <laughs> I gotta pause this. I'm so excited. You know, now I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was cool. <laughs> Good on you. You're an artist. Way to go. Way to go, Scorsese. I've never watched The Irishman, but way to go. <laughs> okay, so do we put comedy? Oh, what a list! Oh yeah. What Mean Road? Oh. He's got an ex- the king of comedy. Oh, see, I haven't seen that one. These are really great movies, bro. Like these are the kinds you should actually seek out. I like know. they're really, well, really good. They're all sad. They're not like uplifting, happy movies. And so there's not normally stuff that like I don't know. Hey, I, you know, it's really, you, you want to know it's really of money's funny. Happy. Oh, uh, well, yeah. You know, it's hopeful. That's true. 
I remember I was hey, watching The Departed. I was watching The Departed, bro. And I like I think I texted Charlie. I was like, well, this is fantastic. Oh, you got to watch it. And he's like, oh, it's part of the Suicide Collection, huh? And I was like, no, 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 it's good. And then I finished it, and I was like, all right, maybe it is a part <laughs> of the right. Suicide you... Collection. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that I, like, I take a part of your movie collection, the Suicide Collection. Yeah, yeah. You always yeah. Said everything you had was so sad, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was like, this is one that's not on there. It's great, and I'm watching. I'm like, oh, oh, jeez. I was like, yeah, no, those are suicide collectors. It's sad, but it's so good, bro. You've seen the Departed. I've right? seen. I've seen. Yes, I saw Departed. Yes. Okay, so so it sounds like we have to put Scorsese on. Yeah. Well, I don't know about have to, but you know, I guess it's a good idea. I I, th- I think he deserves it. I mean, hey, we can always see if somebody else deserves it more. Yeah. Okay. Temporary. So, temporary. but but here's here's my my concern now is I'm looking at my list and I'm like, oh, but I want <laughs> Nolan on there, but Kubrick should be on there. But let's let's talk about Nolan because I I love Christopher Nolan. I think he's incredibly talented, and I think he's part of a really great. <laughs> group of direct like david fincher and paul thomas anderson uh wes anderson if you're into his thing uh there's like a, a group of like modern directors that i think the, the coen brothers that are, are just Ooh, fan- yeah. fantastic directors but they're also just like young and still making movies if we had done this list in like the 90s tim burton would have been like immediately on all of our minds as like this amazing young maverick innovative filmmaker who's doing things that no one's ever done before and sure. look at his unique voice and now i don't know if any of us even considered him but he's nowhere I, near our list it's like gosh. i can i considered him and it broke my heart to not have him but i was like yeah if this was 20 years ago absolutely but yeah you know, time, I mean... time changes opinions man and we got to give these movies time to be evaluated years after looking back you know there's going to be you know 20 years from now people are going to look back at the dark knight and they're going to say that was an amazing film or maybe 20 years from now people are like wow that movie is like really you know not what it you know who knows what people are going to think i think they'll think it's great because i think it's great but who knows what 20 years from now people will think of some of these these films we've had a chance to live with the, these older directors whose influence can be seen readily mm-hmm. in in directors like Christopher Nolan and Fincher and others. Right, right. And you, can, you can see the ripple effect of their careers. Scorsese, even as he's still working, he's a director's director, and you can see the influence that he's having just ripple throughout Hollywood. Whereas Nolan, it's like, it's awesome what he's doing. And he, if we were yeah. doing a Mount Rushmore of like, like who's up and coming, like who are the best you know, I, I put him on my, my list with a silver bullet, but I don't know if I can make him an all-timer already. If he stops making movies tomorrow, mm. then yeah. he's got what, like, he's got a handful of really great masterpieces, but he's not going to have the depth of a career, some of these other guys that are up here. So that, that would just be my my argument. Doc, I, I have Charlie. To, he's my I have to admit, bro, I... And you're convincing me to not put him on the Mount Rushmore. Tim Burton love, used to be your favorite him. director. I love him. And he, you, you didn't even put him on there, bro. And I didn't even consider him because when was the last time he made a good movie? A Big good fish. movie. Big fish. Big oh my fish gosh! Oh, him. bro. Oh, bro. What? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but it was 20 years when, ago. What, what was that? 2005. I, I think it was older than that. I want to say like 03. Tim Burton actually stopped making movies before David Lynch did in 2006, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, oh, poor, oh, poor 
Tim, Road. Tim, Tim Burton's at home watching this right now, like catching strays, and he's like, "Hey, what do I do? I'm great. Did you see Beetlejuice?" <laughs> no, Beetlejuice no, no. Too? He's sitting. You know, he's sitting there saying, "I'm very misunderstood." <laughs> <laughs> That's what Tim Burton's doing. <laughs> I've got a bit of tea, and I'm misunderstood. He's still misunderstood. Is, is that what he sounds like? I, that's what I always hear. <laughs> no, he that's doesn't what I sound hear. like I that at all. I'm like, oh, I'm misunderstood. That is a spot-on Tim Burton impression if I've ever heard one. It's got a, he's always had that little Mrs. Doubtfire vibe to him when he talks. Exactly. That's what I was channeling. <laughs> all right. Well, Charlie, you've you've convinced me as much as it annoys me that – Yes, maybe we'll need to do a up and coming uh, directors or, or something like that. That'd be a fun. Uh, that'd be a fun list. Know, uh, that would be another really would. fun that would. discussion. You know, like great, uh, directors, great directors, of, directors of this uh, millennium Era. or something like that. Oh, millennia! That's good. Yeah, I mean, I left. People I like post two thousand. Like, who has had the most? Yeah, nice. Post two thousand. Yeah. That's we could kind of go decade by decade by decade. It'd be fun to talk about like best direct. I mean, like Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino. I think we're born, yeah. you know, like that 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 era of directors. Uh, it'd be fun to kind of do some cross comparisons. I like I left Francis Ford Coppola off my list. And yeah, that kind of pained me a little bit. I yeah, because his 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 movies are ma- like the good ones are just masterpieces. Sure, sure, but there's, yes. just, there's just not there's just not a lot of them. Like he just yeah. But, but, but man, the Godfather's just and, and the Apocalypse <laughs> now. I mean, what a Mm-hmm. What a what a like what a if you're talking just the hits, woo. Very nice, yeah. All right, so who's next to go up then? Well, since the so, uh, Akira Kurosawa has three out of four, we why don't we discuss him for a little bit? So I and and I he's not on my list because I just haven't seen any of his movies. That I have Bill. multiple movies right now on my watch list, like to watch. But, which you haven't watched yet. Which I haven't watched. Man, it is. It's hard to sit down and like and watch have a three a movie hour that samurai need, movie that you need to like <laughs> focus on. And it's not even so much you that do. like there's subtitles, but like you have to focus. Like I can't be doing anything else. I have to focus and like sit down and watch this full movie. Let me tell you something though, bro. Let me tell you, like the this focus. I know that it's one of those where you're like, yeah, I kind of want to watch it in the background, but that focus is going to pay off because his movies are genius. When he did Rashomon, that, like I said, it created the best foreign film category in the Oscars. When he did Seven Samurai, he wrote like, like I don't know, like a, like a huge essay on every single character, even all the villagers. And it started... And there's been so many remakes, even though for some reason people like to make them more of a comedy, like Seven Samurai. They, then they like, uh, you know, they, they basically had like the village was uh, it was about it's going to be, you know, uh, once they're once they're uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, the farmers the, of the village there, once their crops, like, you know, get, come into, uh, you know, season, these th- these these bandits are going to go and just completely decimate them. So they go out to get warriors that'll help them and they're samurais and they get seven of them, obviously. And so like, like they've influenced other movies. They've influenced like the three amigos. They've influenced a bug's life. And if you can influence Pixar, that's about this as, as high up as you can get. Well, and influential, like, influential isn't, Oh, and like Yo Jimbo, they did, they did a fistful of dollars yeah. and Yo Bruce Jimbo's Willis's, good. um, uh, what was that? Uh, last man standing. 
Well, and wasn't Magnificent Seven like? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was supposed to be the Seven I mean, Samurai. Sort of also, a heavy. It was a total remake. It was you know, a total remake. Yeah, Hidden a, a Fortress. You know, I know Hidden was Fortress, a huge Star Wars baby inspiration Star Wars. for Star Wars. You know, it's I, like I love I love George Lucas. If you see him talk about it, he's like, oh, the only thing because people are like, it's a it basically rips it off completely. It's like, oh, well, just these two characters are like the two droids and all that. And you're like, no, have you watched <laughs> the Hidden Fortress? It's not even close. There's a princess. There's somebody protecting the princess. Yeah. There's another person, and it's like, hey, don't be a on the dark side, join us instead. And he turns. He basically had the entire trilogy handed to him with the Hidden Fortress, which is why he's not on this yep. list. Everyone, and, not, not to keep bringing music up, but uh, that just reminds me of like when Vanilla Ice was uh, in the court <laughs> hearing for his uh, plagiarism of the, uh, the Queen song Under Pressure. Mm -hmm, and he's, mm -hmm. he's like, no, no, no. Their bass line goes like, dun, 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 dun. And mine's like, dun, 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 ching. That's a great video clip if you're in the middle to look it up. He's like trying to sing the difference and it's like a ding at the end. No, no, no. Mine goes ding. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Charlie. No, I think like with older directors, it's interesting because like there's going to be, this is a whole different conversation. I don't, I don't want to derail what we're doing here. But whether it's music or art or acting or directing or whatever whatever the medium is, at some point you're weighing the influence of who came before versus like the way that that's evolved and the people that have come since and done it maybe even better. And like what's more impactful, like the art form that's like evolved and become more modern and improved or like the person who originated the art form and is kind of like, you know, like, like at what point do, do we cross that, that, that line and lean more towards one or the other? Um, you know, Spielberg is, is kind of like, you know, credited with inventing the summer blockbuster. He kind yeah. of really is like that next wave of like Kurosawa, mm -hmm. like that kind of like, yeah. It's, it's, where does that needle like lean and stuff? It's it, it's interesting. But I mean, even like, like when we talk about Hitchcock in a bit or, or Kurosawa, like the storytelling, we think of them as so like they're so ingrained in pop culture that it mm. just doesn't seem like a big deal that these were the stories that were being told at the time they were being told, but they at the time they weren't. You know, it's like like uh, we, we talked in this podcast before of trying to like feel like who was the first guy to hear a knock knock joke and just like oh like that's amazing that's the best <laughs> joke I ever heard you know like that's hilarious I've never what, what kind of joke is that knock knock joke that's oh man that's wild. Uh, everything has like an origin story where it was like the first time anyone had ever heard the story or the joke or whatever it may be. Uh, Kurosawa and Hitchcock, uh, man, mm. what amazing out of the box storytelling they did at the time that they did it. Um, so it was, I don't want to lose track of that because by today's standards, it's like, ah, what, whatever. Ah, uh, now well, see, I, I agree to a point, but I do think that in the, in the, in, most of Hitchcock and definitely a, a lot of Kurosawa, I do think it kind of holds up. It's difficult for me to think that oh, it holds up. Sure. Magnificent Seven is any way better than Seven Samurai. I don't think it's better in any possible way. I love A Bug's Life, but is it as good as Seven Samurai? I mean, like, is, like, I mean, okay. I will admit, maybe um, Fistful of Dollars I'm not saying it's as good as Yojimbo, but it definitely also has its its origins, even though it completely rips it off. And even they even uh, like sued him for it. And, and the the director of that, 
was actually really proud. And you know what? If Kurosawa like sued me, I'd kind of be proud too. And it's funny because <laughs> like Spielberg I made it. and Martin Scorsese actually helped because a lot of the uh, like Kurosawa didn't continue making movies in Japan because they were like, your stuff is not. It's too epic. You know, make him make him smaller, make him like leaner and all that. So he went to other countries and he couldn't get things made. And Spielberg and Scorsese, and I think it was, um, and of course, uh, I think Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas, who ripped him off even more, also like helped him like to get his things made. So it's it's so funny how like you were saying like Spielberg and like Scorsese are right in that like in that era of like when he was even there, like they were the up and comers and they were still helping him out. But it's so good. He was supposedly the first director to point the camera at the sun. Sure. I read that. Uh, I don't you know. Want, if that's I do want to clarify. I do want to clarify. Sorry, real quick, bro. I just want to clarify. I'm not saying that the, their movies are boring by today's standards. I'm just saying, like the 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 innovation of the actual storytelling is oh, no sure. longer like like yeah. wouldn't be appreciated by modern that's audience. Who's, yeah, that's like true. if you're watching Hitchcock's Rear Window and you're like, oh, I've seen this. The Simpsons did a parody of this and Family Guy <laughs> did a parody of this. And that 70s show did a parody of this. And that was in Psych. And, you know, you're like, it's like like running through a list of pop culture things that have referenced it and told similar stories. Or Isn't that that Shia LaBeouf movie? Uh, uh, the, the, you know, it's like... Disturbia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think Kurosawa, Sorry, you know, I think even though I haven't seen his movies, I think just the fact that I can name off a number of his movies and the things that have been influenced by his movies says something as well. You know, that I agree. I can recognize that. So, all right. Well, he, he is on three lists, so I guess we're, we're bringing Kurosawa in. For now, at least for now. I mean, and he's got, he's like, look how well he blends in with yeah. the black and white. <laughs> I mean, that's like perfect. <laughs> Meant to be. <laughs> now, Charlie, just because Alfred Hitchcock is the same shade of gray and facing the correct direction does not mean he's automatically on Mount Rush. Because <laughs> I know you're going to make like that it's argument. Automatic. <laughs> it doesn't matter what, what work he's done over 45 years of making amazing films, but his profile fits the photo. And he's black and white. We got to put him up there. <laughs> That's Lincoln right there, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I, I well, like that. If this is the case, then all of all of yours are all, uh, from your list, except for except for David Lynch. <laughs> except for David Lynch. Lynch. <laughs> Charlie's is the most accurate on here. Well, look, like we like you guys don't have to put Hitchcock on, but I would probably argue Hitchcock over uh, some of the people that we have on. On the list already it's true if That's we weren't going to put Hitchcock on i i don't think we can overstate the influence that he's had on cinema and i just sure. kind of movies that he and and the, and the hits that he put out like year mm -hmm. after year look and the, so the, many the, movies i was yeah so many and just, so many oh my movies. god like and just and just there was like a three-year run where he just put out like masterpiece 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 uh, yeah. uh with like vertigo and, and just like the, the his catalog is just and he and he had a style, and he just did it, and he just kept yeah. doing it, and he kept making movies in the same genre that were new and unique, and and just like to imagine being able to do that. I mean, it's like Marvel yeah. hasn't been able to pull that off. It's just like we're kind of all tired of the formula. But Hitchcock, man, he could just forty five years of making this <laughs> the same genre of film and just constantly surprising the audience and doing it beautifully shot. 
uh, you know, his his use. Oh man, the depth of field, the music, and like all the like the lighting and the sh- his use of shadows and all all this cool, like just cool stuff, man. That sure. scene in Psycho where the guy's like walking up the stairs and like, oh, oh my goodness, yeah. Oh man, Vertigo freaked me out as a kid. I watched that way too young. That was like <laughs> a weird. I, man, I, my stomach was all queasy. I felt weird. It was weird. Was it man. Was the was, ending oh. freaked you out, or was it the dream sequence? Man, I, the, whole, the whole movie, man. He's like walking <laughs> down the hall. I just, the whole thing was like, I, was, I, I, I don't think I, I think I might have been like seven or something. It was just on the TV, and I'm trying to watch it and comprehend <laughs> oh, it as wow. a young man. It was just weird. <laughs> that was a very weird movie. But my parents had Hitchcock on all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They, we this this is like Hitchcock's part responsible for my love of 80s detective television shows. Uh, we had just murder constantly yeah. in the house uh, when I was a boy. Uh, so we had Hitchcock, and then and then it was like uh, that just lended itself right into Murder She Wrote and Remington Steel and Moonlighting and whatever. Your family uh, so. loves Murder She Wrote. I know that's totally like the side, but but your family it does. Like, yeah, it, loves just... Murder. She Wrote. I, bro, a Mount Rushmore of television detectives. This? Good stuff. Because I've sat down and watched Murder She Wrote, and I I have to admit it's. It's it's true. It's really really good. <laughs> good, and we can thank Hitchcock for that. Uh... Mm-hmm. All right, so we have our last one spot left. Boy, I wish there was an extra head on uh, Mount Rushmore because <laughs> now you know. I think we we all agreed pretty well uh, with those first three. Um, yeah, but now yeah. we're battling for that last spot. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Like, it would be difficult for me to, like, we've, we've, we've you know, discussed Christopher Nolan, and I'm not, I, I don't think defending him to put him on there would be correct. And I also don't think, I don't think that, like, Clint Eastwood eclipses Hitchcock. So I am not going to argue for either of those to, to, to be on there over Hitchcock. I think that there could be a case, though, for Kubrick. Kubrick, Kubrick is the the like the uh, was a hard one. I had him on my list, mm-hmm. and I subbed him out for Lynch because I just I'll I'll be honest. That was really a preference choice. <laughs> I I I know uh, you love Kubrick, uh, and I like I like some of his his movies, but uh, man, Lynch, Lynch was the first first guy that ever made uh, the first time I ever watched movies, and I, I thought I want to know more about the director. And like I read, I read a biography oh. about David David Lynch after that because like like his I found his storytelling style so interesting. I was like, this guy probably is really interesting. I, I want to know more about this guy's weird. I like him. I want to have coffee with him. And I, I, I just want to I want to know more. I want inside his brain. What was uh, the movie that made you think that, Charlie? Do you remember about uh, Lynch? Yeah. Uh, it start, it started with uh, a VHS copy that my sis, my older sister had, had of the TV show Twin Peaks. Okay. And I never watched, Twin, I didn't watch Twin Peaks when it was on. I was too young, but I, I, so I watched through the TV show and I was like, this is great. And then I'm like, wait, this guy makes movies. And it was Blue Velvet was like the movie. And it was like, oh my God, like this is dark and, and, and horrifying and amazing and beautiful. And, and that kind of spawned it. Dylan got me uh, the Eraserhead DVD, man. And that's a, that is a, <laughs> that's a ride. Uh, that's a, that is one to watch uh, either fully sober or oh, wow. completely, completely not sober. Well, you got to go to one extreme end of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. and watch that. Yeah. You do not want to be anywhere in between. Don't be tired. 
It's just too scary. No, it's too weird. The visuals are. To, yeah. Like if you if you if you like start to nod off, that's a terrible movie to nod off to. And that's exactly the first time we've watched it. At least that's exactly yeah, what happened. We I was so like, oh tired. no, 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 no. I was like, why do we do this? I was like, why did like three do in the morning or two in the morning? Somebody put it on. This would be great. Oh. Like, oh my gosh. I thought it was a silent film for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> All right, well, you, you guys love Kubrick. Let's talk Kubrick. Okay, yeah, Kubrick is great. Oh, I love Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove. That know, is, is... unbelievable. That's, my fa- that's my, probably my favorite Kubrick movie. I could throw that on at any point. So I love it. Yeah. I you should have done more comedies. Right? I think I wrote a research paper on I think I wrote one on Dr. Strangelove. I know I wrote one on The Shining. Yeah. I, that's great. That's great. Jeez. I don't remember what else. I'm pretty sure it was it was those two at least, though. But yeah, it's. I have I mean, to. I have to say, a lot of people didn't care for him casting Jack Nicholson or the changes he made to the Shining book. I read. I mean, I'll admit, I watched the movie first and I completely loved it, even though it scared me to pieces. Sure. And I read the book afterwards, and I loved that too. But if I had to choose. I'm going with with the movie because of because of what he had done and um, Jack Nicholson's performance. But I mean, like I, the way he does that, it is so creepy, so scary. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, the way he would even just like put shots together where you can, where you could like in The Shining, for example, where you're going through, uh, you know, you're following the person and like the layout like doesn't make sense. And yes. Like, with the with the turns that they made, there shouldn't be a window right there. And just the way that like that, mm-hmm. th- just the way that he like thought of stuff like that. It was like, wait a second, you know. So the, I he, think the sh- the Shining is a really good example. Yeah. Two thousand one, like two thousand one, is just something that stands out to me so much as just this this movie that I remember just seeing and like not understanding. It's sort of like how I watch Christopher Nolan movies now where I'm like, I love it, but it's making my brain hurt. And like, I, <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of following, but what's happening, but I think I need to watch this again, like immediately after, because you know, I, I need to wait. To figure really? Out what's happening. What movie was this you watched again? Because like that certainly I did, wasn't. I didn't North, actually. And I but I did not want to watch Shot the Shining right after I saw it again. No, two thousand one, Space Odyssey. <laughs> oh yeah, two thousand one. One more time. One more time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, but that's how I feel with like Christopher Nolan movies, right? Is like I feel like yeah. I want to immediately watch it again because now I've understood a lot of these things that were played out over two plus hours. I felt that way when I saw Memento and uh, Inception. Those two, I was like, I've got to watch this right again, right away because it that was the thing with Kubrick though is it's really funny because there were mistakes that had happened or maybe they were, and people still are like, I think he did that on purpose. He's so exacting, he must yeah. have done that on purpose. There's no way that this was just a mistake. Whereas like Martin Scorsese, he has a scene and it's it's chock full of mistakes, but somehow that became his style where like the cutting doesn't exactly line right up. And you're like, oh, well, Scorsese must have done that on purpose. Or he just didn't care. He had to feel with it. But I mean, he, but Kubrick was so exact. They were like, no, he, those knives were facing the other way in the last shot. He did that for a reason. It's clearly because they faked the space shuttle landing. All these kinds <laughs> of things. And he's like, I'm just a filmmaker, folks. And they're like, no, no, no. It's, you're saying something with this. Something way past it. And he's like, it's just a sweater that the kid's wearing. No, 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 no. <laughs> All and, sorts and, of like the thing. And Kubrick made movies for a long time. 
Yeah. I mean, even well, you go back did. to like he did what? Well, I mean, look, he made a lot of movies over a long period of time, but he also yes. only made 16 movies. Yeah, he took his so, time with those movies. I mean, it was, a, it was you know, Eyes Wide Shut was 99, and his first I, one was like, uh, what, uh, non-short was Fear and Desire in 52. I mean, that's a long time, but that's not a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, Hitchcock, on that, the other hand. Almost and that, 50 just, yeah. of movies. I know, but like, what is that, like... You do the math on that, though. 16, 16 movies over 50 years. Oh, jeez. That's... Hmm. I can't do whereas the math. Like Hitch... Whereas Hitchcock, over a 45-year period, uh, period, did like 69 movies. Yeah. Yeah. Reverend. He continually was doing them. That uh, is so cool. Now, now, this... Like, for like Hitchcock versus... If we're just doing, like, Hitchcock versus Kubrick, which I don't think we have to do, because there's other, other directors we can compare it to, to as well. Um, but, like... Stylistically, I, it's hard to argue that. I mean, Kubrick's like style-wise, like the the visuals. Mm. I mean, he was like a master of style, mm. just like oh. incredible. The the two thousand one, like, there's just shots that like the, you're like, you, it's like you watch that movie and you go like, okay, yeah, they're gonna teach this in film school. Okay, like this is like <laughs> all right. I, I like I, I get I get I get it. Like they're gonna show this like over and over again, and people are gonna are gonna love this, but. If you're just talking like quality and quantity, then I think he like loses out to everyone that we have on this list because he just didn't make as much stuff. He made less than half of the next lowest filmmaker on this list, which is Kurosawa, has like 33 director credits or something like that. Um, and that's the the next lowest on this current Mount Rushmore. So I don't know mm. how to balance that. I I kind of pre-disqualified David Lynch because I felt like, yeah, he's really got like 10. And that's if you're, if you're, if you're being generous and saying Dune was a good movie, which... I love David Lynch, but so his Dune weird. was a mess. So weird. Uh, even 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 for me, that was a bridge too far. But uh, <laughs> like like not like nine movies. I don't know. Um, but like visual, the influence that he had on on other filmmakers is undeniable as well. So I, mm. uh, I it's it's hard. It, this this is a hard one for me. It's a hard one. Yeah. I, I don't know if I, I if you're telling me that he's got to go on the list, then I would I might say, well, okay, then can we put Hitchcock over Spielberg or Gorsese? And and then I would pr try, probably try to back. I'm, try, I'm, I'm going to try to backdoor Hitchcock in there somewhere. Is, is I guess all I'm <laughs> I <saying>. can tell. <laughs> no, <sighs> you know, I mean, I, I've got to admit, like you kind of convinced me of uh, Hitchcock over Kubrick. But what? now the real question is, yeah, I, 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 he's convinced me that with Hitchcock over Kubrick, just I mean, with the amount of uh, movies alone. Sheer volume. And the fact that we could do a top 10 Hitchcock list and that it would be hard to narrow it down to 10. Yeah. It's a testament to, like, not just the quantity, but the quality of his work. Like, it would be, like, like Strangers on a Train and stuff. Like, the, the stuff that gets used over and over again. These, like, there's, mm -hmm. like, Throw Mama from Throw Mama from the Train wouldn't exist without yeah. that movie, Brody. Yeah. <laughs> That's Billy Crystal right there, baby. Come on. Dan, Danny DeVito. Come on. His movies just keep getting remade and remade in, in these te yeah. television shows and movies. And we could it's, do a list and there might not be any crossovers either. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Maybe that's, maybe, hey, episode idea. Top three Hitchcocks. <sighs> okay, I mean, like, it's, it's tough, right? I think my personal feeling is Kubrick over Hitchcock. But there's also not, like, there's not a reason to not include Hitchcock. True. That makes sense. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. like me personally, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think Kubrick would, should make it on to the Mount Rushmore. But it also makes sense to have Hitchcock on the Mount Rushmore of directors. So. This, this is the quandary we find ourselves in. I know. I know. Hmm. And we. We are going a bit long. This is a longer episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's great directors. We haven't even talked about Ingmar Bergman or, or mm. Fellini or, or mm-hmm. Orson Welles or John Ford. I mean, all these tremendous, if we want to get into like the the real old school, like influence. Yeah, There's a lot we didn't even cover here. So yeah, like, a lot. There's probably going to be very, uh, mm-hmm. it, I apologize to the cinephiles that are watching this that are like currently enraged at our, uh, <laughs> at our lists. I apologize. Oh, come on. Come on, come no, on. There's, I, so yeah, good, there's so many good directors. I think this is a very respectable Mount Rushmore. I mean, okay, okay. I highly oh, you put Hitch- you, oh, you put Hitchcock on. Oh, wow, look at that. That's I beautiful. Do. I do I love do. that. I, look at his profile. It was meant it, to be. It beautiful. does fit pretty perfectly. Um, you know, and, and so like me personally, I'd probably put Kubrick over Scorsese. I'm only, I'm willing I'm willing to make that concession just so no, it doesn't feel be, like no, I bullied because, you guys into taking all four of mine. No, because Scorsese yeah, well, showed up on three out of the four lists. Uh, you know, I love Kubrick Scorsese, only wound up man. on two. I I love Scorsese too. It would I don't know you could put Kubrick over Scorsese. I mean, Scorsese is also has the influence, and he's got a lot more movies than than, uh, than Kubrick. I mean, he's really influential. He in like. Yeah, I, I would have a problem taking it. And I am really kind of disgusted with how he's just being an old fogey, but I'd still, his his <laughs> his directing is just undeniable. Sure. How how, how has he and uh, Eugene Levy never done like a buddy comedy together? I feel like <laughs> there's, something, there's something there. Okay. I'm trying so to think of a comedy that he did. King of Comedy. But Wolf, is Wolf of Wall Street funny? Oh you? yeah, that okay, yeah, that's. Uh, funny. I never that saw Wolf really, of Wall fu- really funny. You didn't see it? No, never saw it. It's pretty good. It's shockingly good. All I mean, my mother watched that, and I'm like, Mom, what do you, what? Scorsese isn't. When I see like, oh, it's a Scorsese movie, I'm not even like, oh my goodness, I need to see that. You didn't see The Wolf of Wall Street, though. That's a really good movie, bro. It's really funny. It's got DiCaprio in it. Like, I'm not saying every single movie he's made is gold, but a lot of the movies he's made are really gold and diamonds here. Fine. Yeah. Maybe I'll seek it out. We'll see. This, so, got this other preposterous is what it is. Preposterous. I've got all the Kurosawa movies to watch. Get you off You have back. put them on a watch list. You haven't watched any of them. You watch one of them and then come uh, and tell me this. Put them on a watch list. That's great, bro. I've got all of the, you know, Peter Jackson's on a watch list. I haven't watched. You want to see? I want to watch three days it takes to watch King Kong. Nope, 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 nope. nope. I liked King Kong. Look, I, I, I liked it too. And bro, and that's okay. Like you don't have to get excited about a Scorsese movie to like to feel like it's good. Like you can you can say like, oh, okay, I recognize that you know the Beatles are a great band, and that doesn't mean that I have to like go out and listen to the Beatles. Like I can just recognize that they had a great place in musical history they came in at the right time they have an incredible huge catalog of music that people seem to really enjoy good on you go listen to it i'm, I'm gonna go listen to what, what do you like starfield whatever whatever your <sighs> band is and that's fine star set uh, maybe. And, and that's, that's okay you, you you have your own uh person if this was a personalized mount rush maybe that, 
That'd be a fun episode too, like a personalized Mount Rushmore. The four directors that are the most responsible for you loving movies or something like that. Hmm. That might be kind of fun to do as well. Like your, but your you do have directors. To, but you do have to go out and watch more Scorsese and Kurosawa movies, bro. Your watch That's list true. is great, That's but true. you got to use that watch list or it doesn't make any sense. You can watch it for the art, man, for the content. We should have a, an episode where, where bro, we just watch Brody watch a three-hour Scorsese film. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, commentary. I don't have time. I don't have time. You cannot Top, complain about Top long movies and movies. then have Peter Jackson on your list with the Lord of the Rings films <laughs> and sit here and talk about, oh, it's too long to watch Goodfellas. I don't know. Let me go put on the extended cut four-and-a-half-hour Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movie. I do love I'll see you in three cuts. days when I finish. I do love that. <laughs> three days. <laughs> Our, no, I'm I'm good with this Mount Rushmore. I'm I'm good with it. I it's I got Spielberg one. on there. Spielberg was the only one of mine that made it on there, but I also recognize that these guys were hugely influenced. So I get it. I get it. I also <laughs> figured it would be as much. I'm probably more of the modern watcher than I am. Yeah, I know I'm the youngest. Again, so... I'm so much younger than you guys. I, so that's what makes <laughs> so. Yeah, you got that that extra couple of years right there, really, really seasoned in. Uh, I will say, like James Cameron is is, is awesome. I wish. Yeah, I wish we didn't even talk about so James Cameron. I wish that he didn't have such long gaps in his in his yeah. movie making because it's it's like such a bummer. Like uh, it just has these, like it goes from like ninety six or ninety seven or something to like two thousand six is his next film, and then he doesn't make anything cool. again until like two thousand twenty two or whatever it was. He was making um, documentaries. I'm, I'm, I don't understand exactly what happened to his writing. Like he wrote like the Terminator and Terminator 2. He wrote True Lies. It's got good witty dialogue. And then it starts to slip off with Titanic where he's like, let's not talk about the dialogue. Let's like look at the Titanic in like for real, which is great. But what happened to the dialogue? And then you've got Avatar, which has a ridiculous story. He it's in no way innovative. Like the story isn't, the dialogue isn't, the acting isn't, none of it is. I mean, it's visuals are, and that's great. But if he had included all of the stuff from before, like I don't understand why he stopped doing that. His stuff, his writing was really good. And he let it go, bro. Like I was fully, I was like thinking to myself, oh, James Cameron. And I'm like, what happened? And and Charlie is completely correct with how his his output of movies like stopped. And it makes sense. And it makes yeah. sense because he did he really did innovate technology. But hey, yeah, you know. Absolutely. It went 97 to 2009. Mm -hmm. There's that gap. And then it went from 2009 to 2022. So one movie between 97 and 2022, and it was Avatar. And then now all he's going to make from now on are Avatar movies. He's He's got to invent the new technology. Three more. That's all. So it's it's kind of a bummer because, man, how good, how good, how was Aliens and and, and Terminator 2. 2. I mean, Terminator 2 is. So good. Like, what what a shame. Like, I just, I wish we had that. That kind of, I, w- I wish he'd done Aliens three because man, we, we've talked about yes. that. that was a, but all right, well, but this yeah, he's, wound he's, up he's being, being a bit longer episode, but this was fun. Um, it, it's funny how like we started out quick and like when we started this, I was like, shoot, this is gonna be like a ten minute episode, and here we go. <laughs> fifty-five minutes in, so that's okay. All right, do you guys have fun. anything else like, to add to this? Yeah. What? No, take take us to the rap screen. Uh, look, these are the fun conversations because you know there's not really a right answer. 
let us know your Mount Rushmore. We'd love to hear your top four directors of all time. And your criteria could be different than ours. And if you, like, if you want to hear a, a modern or any of those uh, other episode ideas that we launched tonight, uh, make sure you let us know below. Uh, but if nothing else, check out some other of our videos. Because after all, we are on the Mount Rushmore of your favorite podcast hosts. <laughs> and Brody's beard is on the Mount Rushmore of beard. So hit that yes. like and subscribe below it. And we'll see you next time. Bye. My beard has its own slot on the Mount Rushmore.